0: Thank you. Jamie. Jamie's here this morning and we just want to say thank you. We do life together in community here and thank you for being vulnerable and sharing with us your story. Can we thank and encourage Jamie all the time? <laughs> <Woo. sighs> Are we ready for the word this morning? Yes. And uh, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather around your word. Your word is alive. Your word is active. Pray that each and every heart including mine, would be open, ready to respond to what you would have to say to us each. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And Amen. Well, we've got the slide up there. Is that okay if we bring that up? This is a uh, start of a four-week series. We've kind of diverted from our series of doubters, uh, Doubters Guide to the Bible. We will be coming back to that just after Easter, so just hang in there. And it's a little offshoot of this series. I'm going to bring back the story of Abram, Abraham, uh, again this morning. And we titled this next four weeks, The Secrets We Keep. All right, and so uh, the morning uh, topic's a little different to the night, and, uh, but it's the same series, The Secrets We Keep. This morning, I'm going to talk about the topic, impatience. I want to be very clear before I go any further and say this, that today's message is particularly for those of you who have lowered your expectations of what God might do in your life. What I mean by that is this, that maybe there was a time in your life where you believed at one particular point that God was going to do something amazing, something incredible in your life, that you had that faith. You had the faith for your future. You had the faith for uh, something in your life to evolve, that you had that preferred picture of the future, maybe to do with a miracle or whatever it might be, that you may have uh, had that sense of making a difference in this world. You've had high hopes in your life, but guess what? life kept happening, and not much happened maybe spiritually in your life, and maybe your faith became a little stagnant, you settled for less, and you started praying to God, God, well, just do something. In fact, God, just do anything. This morning's message, I want you to know, are for those who have lowered your expectations of what God might do in your life. Because here's the good news. Here's the good news, and it's this. You have no idea what God may do through a single seed planted in faith. Let me say that again. You have no idea what God may do through a single seed planted in faith. Have we got it? Fantastic. Let's move on because um, I'm going to go back to the text that we were at a couple of weeks ago, and this message stands on its own. If you weren't here, feel free to listen in on podcast or uh, on uh, uh, Service and Demand online. But this is a story about the character Abraham, and there's just so much to this, I wanted to bring it back to life again, because Abraham is one of the central characters in the Bible story. And he wrestled with a couple of questions that we're going to wrestle with this morning. Is that okay? you Are with me this morning? Because these couple of questions, I feel, are important for anyone who is sincere in having a relationship with God. If you are here this morning, you may have been invited along. First of all, welcome. It's great to have you here at Door of Hope. Uh, We have guests here with us all the time. I feel that this message is also going to be extremely helpful for you. Here's why. I think this is going to give you a great idea and insight in what it means to have relationship with God. And I think it boils down to two particular questions. The first question is this. Do I believe God has good things for my life? Do I believe, question one, God has good things for my life? And of course, the easy church answer is, well, yes, because that's what we're supposed to say, right? If we press in just a little deeper, I'm going to say it again. Do you really believe God has good things for my life? Because the answer This particular question will in fact determine the type of relationship that you will have with God. And if you can get beyond this question, and we're going to see how Abraham does, we go to the second question. And the second question is this Do I trust that God will do them in my lifetime? Do I trust God will do those things in my lifetime? You think about the dreams that you might have. You think about the prayers that you might pray. You think about the hopes that you've had for your future. And so we're going to look at these couple of questions specifically through the life and the lens of this character, Abraham. And the story is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 12. Then we'll move on to to chapter 15, and we'll finish up in chapter 21. Not all verses, but just those particular chapters of Genesis. And so this is where, as a reminder, God reveals himself to Abraham, Not in a general sense, in how he was interacting with the people post-flood, but in a specific sense through one man, Abraham. And God speaks and challenges Abraham to step out in adventure with God, to step out in faith. Can I remind us again that you have no idea what God may do through a single seed... Planted in faith. And we pick the story out one more time from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Feel free to follow along with me if you have your Bibles or smartphones. It was going to be on the screen here as well. Check this out it says this The Lord had said to Abram, that's what he was originally called before he changed his name to Abraham, Go from your country, from your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you, God says, into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Let's get what's happening here. This is a really rare moment in history, a moment with God, a specific moment in history. And it's rare. And he goes on and shares with Sarah, Sarah, God's inviting us to leave the land in which we live, to pack everything up and move. What's Sarah's first response? Where are we going? We're going there forget the details. We'll work it out. God will sort it out. Let's go on an adventure of faith. Why? Because God said it. It's going to happen. We're going to become parents. This is great news. And so immediately, what do they go and do? They go and pick out some baby names. They devote one of, their, one of the rooms of their tent. to. They're going to convert that to a nursery. You see, if it's a boy, it's going to be a Star Wars theme. If it's a girl, help me out here, it's going to be a frozen, frozen theme. Who cares? Sarah immediately reads in one sitting what to expect when you are expecting. And then they go on to plan their gender reveal. and so the month comes to an end, and guess what? Nothing. Nothing. No big deal. He's going to give us another month to prepare. We need a bit of preparation to get this sorted out. Next month comes, and another month goes by, and Nothing. The third month comes and nothing. The fourth month comes and nothing. The fifth month, six months, seven months. Nation time, surely. Come on, this is the promise. Nation time. Mm, nothing. How easy would it have been for Abraham in this moment to let his circumstances determine his perception of the character of God. This is a promise. God promised Abraham. And so, it's either God didn't hear me, or God, you aren't, in fact, good. <laughs> Can I remind us again this morning? This is a message this morning specifically for those who have lowered your expectations of what God might do. Genesis chapter 12, the promise to Abraham. Let's go to Genesis 15. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 2, and it says this. It'll be on the screen. It says this. If, read this with me, just this first piece. Some time later. We don't, in fact, know exactly the length of time. We do know that it was it was more than ten years. It was more than a decade that went past. And so some time later, very good, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will what? I will protect you, and your reward will be what? Will be great. These are positive words. But Abram replied to these positive words, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Hmm. Many years have passed as what looks to be unfulfilled promises. Let's bring it home just for a moment. Some of you here sitting this morning have your own version of this story, don't you? Where are you, God? By Christmas, I thought we were going to have that debt cleared once and for all. My father's health, what is going on with that, God? That job that I've been praying about for so long, where are you? Have you forgotten me? Are you, are you even there, God? You see, from Abraham's view nothing was happening. There was a promise. There was a whole lot of time that had gone by, and there was no evidence of God working in and through this promise. Instead of being a father of a nation or nations, as the Bible would go on and say, I'm going to lower my expectations and just say, well, just give me a son. Just give me one son. Can I remind us here this morning that you have no idea what God may do through a single seed planted in faith? You see, when it comes to faith, what we tend to do is we tend to think addition, don't we? We tend to think add, where God, he tends to think multiplication. If you, think, if you think what God said to Adam and Eve, what did he say? Therefore, go ahead and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Matthew chapter 13, Jesus said this, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was... 30, 60, and even a 100 times as much as he as had been planted. Can I remind you again? You have no idea what God may do through a single seed planted in faith. What did Abraham and Sarah want? They wanted a son. But years had passed and nothing, absolutely nothing. Some of you are doing exactly the same. You've been praying year after year after year after year and nothing. Can I remind us this morning, in faith, that just because you don't see anything doesn't mean God isn't doing something. Let's think about a seed just for a moment. This small little thing. Planted in the ground. We can't necessarily see that, can we, planted in the ground, but God is still shining the sun and still sending the rain, and eventually, eventually, the seed breaks open and it starts to take root. Personally speaking, just for a moment, if I could, well, maybe corporately speaking as a gathering of people, because it was 17 years ago this year in November that some of us sowed in faith. We sowed in faith with a vision to be a door of hope through Jesus Christ in a fragile and uncertain world. Come on. Come on. These two men standing over here today were not here 17 years ago, but they're here today. That's fruit. Amen. And so the the vision that we had, and we sowed that seed together in faith, not really knowing what was ahead, but keep stepping out in faith to connect with our community, to serve our community, to love our community, to invite our community, and to share our faith with our community. Yeah, you're right. Some seeds sprouted early, but others sprouted late. More, it took more time, in fact. And by the way, some seed is still yet to sprout. But let's think about some of that seed. The, the story of Mad Wheels was mentioned over here this morning. Did you hear that? Uh, Levi House, our supportive accommodation facility, it's on site Here. Um, Skype prison um, visitation was mentioned this morning. The gymnasium, Glenhaven, dance studio, uh, playgroup, Alpha was mentioned. Uh, Kids, youth, older generation, all filled with hope for our community. Once again, can I remind you, you have no idea what God may do through a single seed planted in faith. And long before you ever see that fruit, God's going to, go, he's got to cause it to take root. Abraham had the same problem that we have. What did Abraham suffer from? He suffered from a very limited perspective. Let's call it that. Let's diagnose it that this morning. He had a very limited perspective. But as we think about this interaction between Abraham and God, we've got to ask the question well, where was Abraham? Abraham was in a tent. Does this bring back memories, by the way, for those campers last weekend? Have you all recovered from camp last weekend? I'm still recovering. That was a full couple of days but it was a great couple of days and uh, Abraham was in a tent. Let's go there for a moment. So where was Abraham? In a tent. (laughs) He was telling God what he didn't see. God, I don't see anything happening. This many nations thing, I don't see it. In fact, I don't even see a son. Some of us can relate to this, can't we? Some of us aren't married yet. And we prayed that prayer many, many times. Some of us haven't got that job yet, or that promotion, or even that pay rise, whatever it is. And that debt is still there. And you've been praying. And some of us have even got that news from the doctor, and you're questioning God, where are you? Why isn't this happening? If God met all your expectations, he'd never be able to exceed your expectations. Where was Abraham? He was in a tent. He was in a tent telling God that he doesn't see this. In Genesis 15 verse 5, it says this. Then the Lord took Abram outside. I'd love to have seen this. He took Abram outside. Before I go any further, I believe a part of my role here at Door of Hope as your pastor is to get you outside of your limited perspective. So here he is in the tent, God speaking to him. Then the Lord said, Abram, outside said to him, look up, look up into the sky and count the stars, I like this bit, if you can, (laughs) if you can, that's how many descendants you will have. Kind of stunned, kind of silenced, a little bit shaken. Abraham has this interaction with God. I was thinking of a son. You were thinking of a nation. Hmm. I was thinking of addition. You were thinking of multiplication. The story goes on in Genesis chapter 1 and says this. Now the Lord was what? Was gracious to Sarah. By the way, That means she was not obliged. He was not obliged to her dreams. As he said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had, what? Promised. God's always faithful to his promises. May not be in our time or in our terms. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham. And in his old age, at the very time, in God's time, by the way, God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son sarah bore him. Let's come back. Let's step back just for a moment, because this is years of wrestling, remember? Years of wrestling well with God. What he couldn't see out, of the, out of, at the time, out of his lineage, out of his line, out of his family, God wanted to do what? God wanted to do exceedingly, abundantly above. And out of this one birth, out of this one birth would come a saviour, For whom all people would be blessed by his life, by his death, and by his resurrection, that God's promise was fulfilled, not just in the birth of Isaac, but in the bigger plan that God was unfolding. What made Abraham the hero of faith? I believe, is that he did not quit. He did not quit. He stayed one more day. One more day. One more day did he put his trust in God. And here's the challenge, just a little challenge for us this morning. Can I ask you this question? What tent is God inviting you into to wrestle with him? What tent is God inviting you into to wrestle with By the way, those of you who do follow Christ, you were one of those stars. You are a seed of Abraham. You see, Abraham was thinking a son, but God was thinking of you. Galatians 3 puts it this way. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Can I remind us again here this morning that you have no idea what God may do through a single seed planted in faith. Once again, if you're here this morning, if you've lowered your expectations of God, I want you to understand this, that God's promises are true, that God's word is alive, and that God's presence is with us. You see, one seed, Over 17 years in November, continues to grow, continues to develop, and continues to flourish all glory to Him. And if, by the way, if you have not figured this out yet, your life is a seed. One conversation shared about could bring about hope and transformation. One prayer prayed can change a family, can change a generation. One gift given may impact a life, but it may take weeks, it may take months, and it may take years because God can multiply that which is sown. You have no idea what God might do. Through a single seed planted in faith. Let me pray. Father, I'm just conscious this morning as we come to a time, as we share communion together in a different kind of way. There are people sitting here who still have questions who are still discouraged, who are still hurting. And this just little prayer for each of those people, just as Abraham and Sarah waited, we just want to declare this morning that, once again, our faith is in you. It might not necessarily be what we want, but our faith is in your goodness. Our faith is in your will. It's in your provision. And it's in your good and perfect timing. If that's you here this morning while all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed if that's you here this morning you just want to raise your hand to heaven just say yeah that is me that's my thank you thank you anyone else this morning just to raise your hand to heaven i'll just acknowledge it thank you there's a hand over here thank you thank you i see you thank you is there anyone else just you feel that yeah thank you thank you if you feel that discouragement of what's happened and you're still living in that moment and you still can't see Maybe this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are still. Thank you. Thank you. In God's, thank you. Thank you. There are hands right across this auditorium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. We, we're a church that do that does life together in community. We don't always have the answers, but we're here for each other. Maybe there's some people here this morning who feel like the seed of their life hasn't counted. Maybe they just need to plant that seed again and say God I'm yours I'm all yours and that you would use me to do more for your will for the path of my life stir up I pray the desire to make a difference as I plant my seed once again stretch me grant me your favor I believe you're a God who is able. Once again, I invite you, if that is your prayer, if that's where you sit this morning, that you need to replant the seed of your life. Just quickly, just raise your hand to heaven. and just Yeah, thank you. I just want to acknowledge that hand. Thank you. Hand's coming up already. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand right over there. Thank you. Thank you. This is between you and the God of all heaven. If that's you this morning, to plant that seed again, that God would use you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that each of these hands matter to you. I see the hands. You see the heart. And that's the most important thing. Thank you, Heavenly Father. As we continue to respond, we come into this time of reflection, of communion. As we come to communion, we bring our failures. We bring our fears. And we trade it in for the promise of life that you have for us. Remind us in this moment, we pray, that you've never stopped. You've never stopped being good. And what's interesting about these promises, that every one of them is signed in the blood of Jesus, securing once and for all the goodness of God made available to you and to the world. As Jesus gathered with his disciples in that moment, before he was arrested, before he was falsely tried, before he was put upon a cross and then in the tomb, Jesus says, well, you're familiar with the old promise. You're familiar with the old way. I'm the new promise. I'm the new covenant. I am the way to the Father, and here's how, here's how. And he took the bread off the table at that time, and he broke the bread, and he said, this is my body. It's a reminder that God came and stepped into your story. He took the cup. He said, this is the new covenant, and it's through my blood And it's a reminder that God made a promise. And this promise is never to be broken. And this morning, as we gather in a new kind of way of communion this morning, maybe you've lost sight of the promises of God. Maybe you've doubted His goodness, and maybe it's time to confess. It's time to lay your heart bare before Him in these moments and trade it in at the table for this new covenant. As we stay in this prayerful attitude, I invite you as we maybe dim the lights a little bit and before the girls come and bless us with a beautiful item, we're going to have some promises of God on the screen for us to reflect to.